Okay, kiddos, it is the return, the long overdue return of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I'm Jay. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare, is available on ebook and print everywhere, including Amazon.com, what isn't for sale on, at Amazon.com. There's also a free newsletter. It comes out every Wednesday in the afternoon. Go to www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. You can subscribe there. As always, this podcast, nothing in this podcast is affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. It is not the offer of the sale of any financial instrument or any financial contract, including but not limited to insurance. With all the disclaimers out of the way, we begin in five, four, three, two, one. So I haven't recorded a podcast in months, and you can certainly ask me why. The reality is I've kept thinking to myself every week, week after week, month after month, to say to myself, okay, we need to have a podcast and we need to get it out there. And then I realize why, and the reason is because in a 20-minute 30-minute podcast, there is no way that I'd be able to be both even-handed and to be able to give you both sides of the coin on every one of the issues that is flying around at a crazy rate, being abused by partisans from both sides, to give them full recognition for what is correct and what is distortion. It would have been impossible to do so in a podcast form. And so now, to be candid with you, I'm just not even going to try. What I am going to tell you, however, though, is that if you go to the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter, it comes out every Wednesday. It comes out somewhere in the afternoon time, Eastern Daylight Time, late to mid-morning if you're on the West Coast. You can go to MaximizeYourMedicare.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. You will see in the current edition as well as previous editions an explanation of some of the topics, most of the topics that are flying around. What I would tell you basically is that partisans from both sides, and not of the political aisle, but all sides of the health care regulation as, and most importantly, the health insurance regulation debate is that both sides are abusing their platforms. They're abusing their audience by giving people, readers, listeners, a very small fragment, and they're excluding other vital facts which could counter the point or counter the opinion that they have. And that leaves you, the everyday person, whether you are highly educated, whether you don't have not graduated from high school, that leaves you with such a small portion of the facts required in order to come to any kind of 
conclusion. It makes it almost impossible. And so for me to record a 20-minute podcast and then for you to be able to listen to it and say, okay, here's one guy's perspective and maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, that, that's like almost impossible. So I'm going to spend the next few minutes, however, about talking about the healthcare reform acts that are being currently proposed and those persons on Medicare. There are a certain number of people out there who receive government assistance for Part B premium as well as for prescription drug costs. It is entirely unclear whether or not the Medicaid reform acts that are being currently proposed will mean that certain seniors will be kicked off Medicaid. We can't tell that today. That said, the reform acts being proposed by both the House of Representatives as well as the Senate are both Medicaid cuts. They're framing it as, see, the budget, it saves the budget X hundred billions of dollars over the next decade. That's true. That, that is undisputedly the case. Why? Because the amount of funds being allocated to Medicaid is going down. So it better be true. Now, for those persons who are ejected from Medicaid, it is very important to understand that not everything is lost. That will, by definition, set off your right to a special enrollment period. And one of those special enrollment periods is the loss of Medicaid. It will allow you, no matter what time of the year, to select a Medicaid Advantage plan and one that also includes prescription drug benefits. In addition to that, depending on whether or not you also are eligible for the Extra Help Program, which is the federal program towards help regarding prescription drug costs, that subsidy for the prescription drug program can be used such so that the net premium that a person would pay for Medicare Advantage would be lower than the advertised premium price. So let's just take a simple example. The person is eligible for the extra help program, but is no longer eligible for Medicaid, and a Medicare Advantage plan is offered in your wherever you live at $50 a month. Well, it will be the case, and this will vary entirely from plan to plan, that the $50 sticker price, the pre- the published premium, is not going to be the premium that you will have to pay if it includes prescription drug plans. And the reason is that the extra help portion will be credited towards the premium due for the Medicare Advantage plan. So instead of $50, it may be $25. It can be $15. In some cases, it can be zero, depending on the original premium of the Medicare Advantage plan. Now, a couple of very important things to remember here. The first is that there's no rule as far as how much the discount is going to be from Medicare Advantage plan number one 
to Medicare Advantage Plan Number 2. There's no rule. You cannot just simply say, well, I'm going to get a $25 credit for Plan Number 1, and I'm going to get the same $25 credit for Plan Number 2. That is not the way this works. There's no shortcut to this. You will have to go plan by plan. The reality is, is that not even I will know off the top of my head which plan will carry with it which discount. That or lowered premium. I won't be able to tell you off the top of my head. Do I know how to do the work in order to get to the, to the correct answer? Yes, that is true. I can. However, does that mean that it will be the consistent across plans, even inside your location, even within the same carrier? The answer to that is no. You must be careful about this point. Must be. The second part to the health care reform acts that are being proposed has to do and can affect those persons who are approaching Medicare eligibility. So depending on what act and what gets proposed, the Medicare expansion, Medicaid expansion portion, you see even I get all of the complicated terminology mixed up or I can speak it incorrectly, Medicaid expansion, which are the cost-sharing reductions, meaning lower premiums, as well as the lower deductible and out-of-pocket maximums that are accompanying the Affordable Care Act in its current form, it begins, varies, depending on the act, and it's yet to be seen when that will actually take effect. That is going to make an enormous difference to someone between the ages of 60 and 65. Enormous. The reason is, is not only is the premium subsidy amount not known, whether and, and in addition to that, there is whether or not the deductible, copay, and out-of-pocket maximum changes that accompany cost-sharing reductions, that is unknown. And what is not received any or not very much press is whether or not the definition of essential health benefits offered by employers is going to be changed in your location. Now, this is complicated, admittedly, but basically what it boils down to is this affects whether or not your employer-based plan, let's just say you're an active employee and you're 60 years old considering retirement, it changes the fine print of what is going to be covered inside of your plan. The ripple effect of this is enormous because for certain people it will entirely change the retirement decision itself. Let's just take a simple example. Let's just say, for example, you're 61 and your spouse is 63. You're 61 and staying at work solely to ensure your spouse who has a certain medical condition. The way the current 
reform proposals are being drafted. And depending on where you live and what type of employer, it is possible that your spouse's condition not be covered inside the new employer-sponsored plan. Currently, your six, the spouse is 63 under my example. They would be able to go to the marketplace and get a compliant plan and then be you at least be able to find a contract which covers that medical condition. So it's just a dumb example. It's really a simplistic example. But And to be candid with you, this is as simple an example as I could possibly present to you. This is the easiest case scenario. This is not the hardest case scenario. There are a dizzying number of very complicated combinations, very complicated, where a person is delaying retirement or is thinking about retiring immediately under a certain set of assumptions that existed during the Affordable Care Act. The fact of the matter is, is that if there's a change to the way that employers can offer insurance, if there are changes to the subsidy methodologies, that entire decision-making can be different. People need to be careful about this. This, so I'll step, I'm going to stop here, first of all, because it is so complicated, there's no possible way for me to just keep talking without making a mistake, to be candid with you. Um, Instead, what I'm going to tell you is the following, and this is going to be my final message. You are not to handle this lightly. And to be very, very blunt, the idea of handling this without an expert is almost unthinkable to me. The implications to a 60-year-old, irrespective of their net income, irrespective of their net worth, as a result of a change to health insurance regulations as currently being proposed can radically change the decision-making process that a person makes as they contemplate retirement, as well as selecting their employer-based plan or Medicare. Please handle with care. That's going to be it for today. Uh, I'm going to try to have more snippets, 10 minutes or so, full of just very, very focused topics. The idea of debating every little soundbite or hot take that appears across my news stream, whether that be on Twitter or Facebook or CNN, Fox, Forbes, New York Times, you can name it. All of that, the highlights of that are flushed out on the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter. You can subscribe to it. It's free, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. I'm Jay. Belated happy 4th of July, everybody. I hope for your sake that you were not a contestant in the hot dog eating context where the winner ate 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I will speak with you next time. Thank you.